Support for a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Hey, yo, it's showtime. Here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts. What? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Brandon, I, I really feel like we've rescheduled this episode about five, six times already. What's going on here? It's life, man. Life happens. What do you Life does do? happen, man. I don't have a car anymore. Yeah. You know? No, this guy. What's going on? Do, do they know the big news? Do they know what's going on? Is it okay to disclose? I, I mean, I, I've said it on social media, but like, I don't like to jinx things verbally. I don't know. I'm weird like that. So uh, let's just let's just wait till it happens. Next week's episode, I should have some news on that. Oh, uh, it actually, you might see my YouTube channel kind of pivoting a little bit. Obviously, we're still going to do a Kenny for your thoughts. But um, on the YouTube, I think I kind of want to make it, you know, my face and my channel so that we're kind of... Uh, I'll start doing some videos on uh, what I may be getting on Thursday. Oh, so. the excitement is building. Yes, this is so. how you book. This is how you book a show. You know, you give them the hook at the end of the episode. Stay tuned for the next episode, <laughs> and you might see some big news. I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be wearing that shirt too. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, I'm, I think that should wearing... be your, your signature. Yeah, no, I'm, that's like I'm wearing. Thing. The, I'm like, I feel like Brock Lesnar guy. Like I'm wearing yeah. the same shirt I was wearing last week. I swear, I swear to you, people. In audio, audio lens, like I don't really care. I don't even know what he's wearing. Yeah. But I wore this shirt last week to SmackDown. I promise you, I do laundry, and I've washed it since. Unlike Brandon, who <laughs> hasn't done laundry in about five years. But yeah, you know. Yeah, you gotta save it up. Do you? Did we tell people about about SmackDown? Yeah, I thought we did, right? Uh, I mean, we no, we told people not. we were going. We didn't tell them about oh, our experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. well, we we'll get. Let's get into that. Um, so <laughs> on uh. On Instagram Live, someone says you look like uh like Filipino. So I am kind of close to that. I'm uh I'm half Malaysian, so it's right next door to the Philippines. So yeah, this guy. But um, last week Dave Meltzer, and we'll get big into Dave Meltzer on this episode. But Dave Meltzer was basically saying, um, that WWE was pivoting, and they were no longer allowing pictures or videos to be taken. And this was the news that he had heard. Now, I said, if that's true, I'm going to find out because we're going to the show. So I went ahead and snapped this picture um, right when you walked in, and it's the notice. And if you notice, no pun intended, um, well, let me read it. It says, this show is a proprietary event of WWE. No video recording or streaming of this event is permitted, including use of cell phones. Failure to comply will subject you to ejection from the building. Now, I posted it. And of course, people were just kind of like coming for me afterwards because they were like, that's always been there. And I was like, yeah, that's the point. That's why I posted it. <laughs> that there have I posted it. it. It's just funny how people interpret like they think that because they're negative people they, that I'm trying to be negative. When I posted that, my intention was not to say, oh, you see, they don't allow pictures and videos. My intention was to say this is the same fucking sign that's been posted forever in a day at WWE events. It says nothing about, you know, not taking pictures. Uh, it says about video recording and streaming specifically. And then right. sure enough, if you went on my Twitter, I was posting pictures and videos all night just to prove a point. Yeah. And so people a ton of people there just with snapping the cameras away. out. Yeah. Snapping away, doing videos. So I don't know. Maybe that was a mistake. Whatever that came out. <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe it was a mistake. Obviously it was a mistake because pictures and videos have come out ever since then. And this is why I said to take everything that you read with a grain of salt. I was trying to prove a point. And it's funny that people were like, no, you got caught. People were like, no, you got caught. So you're trying to backpedal on it. I was like, I wasn't trying to backpedal anything. I was actually just trying to provide it there 
and then let you form your own opinion. Because if I was taking all those pictures and videos and literally you could see a security guard in front of me. He could have got roughed up, man. They threw that one poor guy out for doing something. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Like they're, they're actually, yeah, there was a guy that um, they got thrown out. And everybody, and I, this is, you know, I was being serious actually when I said this, because everybody's like cheering for him, like, yeah, and, yeah. and he's getting kicked out. They're like, don't kick him out. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you're cheering for him and come to find out he punched a little kid or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what you're cheering for right now. If you have no recollection of what, what happened, maybe you shouldn't be cheering. That's what I was saying. Oh, uh, yeah. But I guess the point is, yeah, I was like, Dave Meltzer, it was false reporting. Without saying it, I was trying to say that it's false reporting that they're trying to make news stories. And why do you believe Dave Meltzer at this point? If there's one person like like Sean Ross Sapp and you know Ryan Satins of the world and 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 things like that, you know I, I have trust for them. Um, you know, but Dave Meltzer has very biased reporting. Get into in two seconds here. But, like, he, he's sort of a legend of the game, though, right? I mean, he's just been around so long. Just because you've been around a long time doesn't make you a credible source. Credible source. Like, we yeah. could have been doing this podcast for 10 years, and you still would be a talented act, right? <laughs> no, no, I have no sources. <laughs> you guys know right now, I have no sources. But I'm always a lock. As far as, a lock know, for what? Things that I'm picking. You know, everything. But, yeah, no, it was a good show, though. I uh i thought so anyway we were there live i'm not sure what people thought of the show in general um but there, there was some cool stuff going on uh, i wish because we got uh a little special you know main event for you know the live crowd i i kind of wish that had been on the main show but i guess they saved that for Brandon, later Brandon, yeah if you're listening to a podcast right and uh, i'm always going to give you this advice what did you just say no one knows what you're talking about what was the main event Oh, uh, well, the main event that we got to see at SmackDown, uh, you know, after sort of the show goes off. Right. What was it? Oh, it was a six-man tag. With? With uh, <laughs> Cena. Yeah, sorry. With with uh, Cena and uh, the Usos. Or, sorry, not Cena. It was Cena and um, the Mysterios versus uh, Reigns and the Usos. Right. And so they did that. Yeah. And that that was cool. Everybody was was super hyped for that. Excited for uh, seeing everyone's like, come on, taxi day. And, uh, that's what the people wanted. But I mean, I guess that's the stuff we're gonna get later. But I wish that it sort of been on the live show. No, I Just, agree. You know, for and, people to watch Cena's, at home, you know, Cena's getting his uh, you know, his uh, practicing. But right, the, right, I think yeah. the whole point is to not see John Cena, no pun intended, until SummerSlam. Like you, until, to see yeah. the one match, but the live crowd. It's incentive to go to the shows if you want to see John right. Cena. Uh, because there is this summer of Cena going on. So I'm not as critical of it. I know I know I've seen some other wrestling journalists kind of be like, oh, this should be on TV and why are they having and I'm right. like, well, it's to pull it's for attendance numbers. Right. You know what I mean? It's not to pop a TV rating necessarily. Um it's to kind of give an exclusive, if you will. The funny part, the same wrestling journalists that are like, I don't understand why they didn't do this for the crowd are the same ones that have news on paywalls. So it's like <laughs> it's like, hold on a second, like you want us to pay $5 to find out a piece of news when you when I could be like, you know, hey, oh, how come you don't provide it for us? And it's like, it's because it's an exclusive. You're trying to draw people in. I don't. It's easy to criticize until you think about it from your own shoes, you know. Um, but that being said, um, I don't know, Brandon, what do you what, what do you want to get into? Uh, Smackdown was great. Uh, we had fun. Brandon had fun afterwards when he got drunk. And that was that's a great time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh yeah, we got to see see your people's play. That was good. It was a good night. Yeah, my cousin, my cousin's in a band, so we went and visited him. Um but let's see. Let's let's see where we're at here. Um Do you want to get into uh oh, the Jamie Hater? <laughs> yeah, let's get it let's get into <laughs> to Jamie Hater. Um so <laughs> First of all, let's talk about the fact that AEW Rampage was amazing. Let, let's let's backtrack yeah. a little bit. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about Christian versus Kenny Omega. Christian Cage, mm. I, sh I should say, versus Kenny Omega. Um, you know I'm very critical. I nitpick wrestling. And it's not because like I have a problem with it. It's always because I, you know, I want to fine-tune it. Christian Cage is one of the rare wrestlers that I don't think I can fine-tune. He's just so good. He's he's the mechanic. Why am I going to critique the mechanic? You know what I mean? Right. Or am I going to fine tune him? So 
uh, he went out there. So I, I wasn't excited for this match. Let me admit this right now. And I told I told a friend this. I told Brandon this, too, because Brandon's not a friend. I count him separately. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Brandon's an ex-boyfriend. But it's, it's a different story for a different day. But, but I said, I wasn't excited for this match because if Christian Cage doesn't win, then this is pointless. I, I absolutely am not a fan of it. And for some reason, I was convinced that Kenny Omega was winning. So I was not excited for this match. But as, as it happened, I was getting more excited, more into it. The work rate was great. Kenny Omega is one of those guys who you give him a good opponent and it just, oof. Like Christian could wrestle anybody, but Kenny Omega, yeah. you give him a good opponent and he can really pull it out too. So the Young Bucks come out at the end and throw in the chair, try to cheat, that sort of thing. Christian uses it, is it to his advantage and it was amazing. Because now you have a storyline where Christian Cage won the Impact title, so now he gets to go back to, you know, Impact where he got to really shine yeah, back in 05. Cool. Um, Kenny Omega lost the Impact title, which makes me go, wow, like, I want to see the rematch because he's going to be fuming. As a heel, he gets to say, well, you didn't beat me, you cheated. Even though he gets a gloss over, again, a heel tactic, he gets a gloss over that it was his boys that brought in the weapons and tried to cheat for him. But... This is booking 101 to me. And you know, I'm not like a AEW ass kisser. I'm not like a WWE ass kisser. I just call a spade a spade. This was made me go, this is why I watch professional wrestling. This See, booking yeah. right here. And aren't you glad now that, you know, Christian went ahead and made the switch over instead of, you know, hanging out in WWE? I I mean, did we mention that he would have gotten something? Did we yeah, mention I, that I, how critical I was of Christian in AEW? This <laughs> to tell you that I'm fair. I told Brandon, and my exact words were, as of right now, this was like maybe last week's Dynamite, I said, as of right now, I am not a fan of Christian Cage being in a a AEW. And the only reason I say that is because he hasn't done anything. And I feel like, you know, I said, again, at the time, that I feel like if he went to WWE, they would have at least treated him like a legend returning after seven years, where he was just another guy in AEW. But what did I end it with? My exact words were, this can all be fixed in one night if he challenges Kenny Omega. And literally half an hour later, he challenged Kenny Omega. And that was, it was just crazy timing. And then so I took it all back because as soon as they did it, they've changed his trajectory. Now he's the impact, it, within the matter of a week, he's the impact world champion. And I was like, now we get to see Christian Cage where he gets, where he shines. Right. He's not meant to just be some guy. Like a big deal. Yeah, he's not just right. sort of hanging out playing second fiddle to edge or whatever or, i mean which is would have been fine too but still i think this is this works out better because it's, it's cool and it's cool because now we get edge you know doing his thing over right. in wwe and we get christian you know doing something equally as cool you know over here on right AEW. now because i'm a huge fan of both of them i actually like christian better than edge believe it or not i've always been felt like he was so underrated and then finally, finally, like, I, again, I'm like, man, AEW, you got gold here and you're not doing anything with it. And then they went, boom, and completely changed his trajectory. Polar family, uh, I see you. Hey. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm excited because now I feel like there's some, there's some steam going into All Out. Because now it's like Christian Cage gets to be like, well, I beat you once. Oh, you cheated. You can't beat me. You cheated. Blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a lot, of, there's, there's a lot more to sink your teeth into here. You know, you're mega chasing these belts, mm-hmm. which is still crazy so, too. Yeah. Let's go to the end where uh, Britt Baker um, versus Red Velvet. I really like how they leaned into Britt Baker being the babyface here. You know, because she was in her hometown, so there's no way she's not going to get cheered. Red Velvet was a little bit more heelish, um, even though you know she said uh, Britt Baker was saying things like, you know, I've come home so that you could see what a champion looks like. You know, <laughs> so she's obviously still a heel if, if there's any question. Um, uh, Hunter says, I don't like that he won the Impact title in AEW and not in Impact. Uh, uh, remember Kenny Omega's the AEW guy. Yeah. He's, in, he's the AEW yeah. champion as well. I think it would have been worse if you have... Think about this, Hunter. How disrespectful would it be if you have two AEW contracted wrestlers fighting for the Impact title in the main event of Impact? That's the argument I'll make because it's better that he won it on AEW's programming in the first match of a first show because it's historic for Impact. Impact gets to say we were our title change stands in the first match of AEW Rampage. So again, there's there's reasons here. 
It's, Hunter's saying, yeah, but it's not. They don't benefit for impact. <laughs> what did I just say? Well, they they definitely benefit there, right? Because everyone's like, oh, well, now I want to see everyone who tuned in and saw Christian Cage wins. They know he's going to be on Impact this week. So what does it do for Impact? People want to want to see it. I personally want to see it. I'm a huge Christian Cage fan. If I wasn't watching Impact for the last couple of weeks, now I'd be tuning in. You know what I'm saying? His peeps. He's got to see his peeps. Right. Back in Impact. So I think it was a good thing. So I disagree. But um, getting back to the main event, um, which that was awesome that they had the, the women main event. Um, that's been a lot more commonplace. I want to say this as a man. That's been a lot more commonplace on WWE TV and AEW TV. And it's about damn time. Because it worked now it's out not, perfect. Because, yeah, right. for this match, too, yeah. And and I like that, and I mean, I've, I've been saying this for the better part of a year. I said, we need to kind of get out of the, the women being special. And, you know, that sounds controversial for a man to say, but what I mean by that is this needs to be commonplace going forward. It, it needs to stop being, you know, we're out of the first, like we've had the first women's pay-per-view, we've had the first this, the first that. Now to just have women main event, like, it fits. It's perfect. You know what I mean? And they should do it every week. They've I, literally, I think Raw has had a women's main event for like three weeks in a row mm-hmm. and no one's batting an eyelash at it. And that's good. That's a good thing. That means it's accepted. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. All right. So that being said, um, you know, Britt Baker, Red Velvet, very good match. But at the end, you had Jamie, Jamie Hader came out. Now, let me say this. I'm going to give him credit. I'm going to give Brandon credit right now. The minute she hit the ring, Brandon goes, it's Jamie Hader. <laughs> I've Brandon's gotten every wrestler's name wrong in the history of professional wrestling, but this man instantaneously knew that it was Jamie Hader as he laughs away from the mic right now, as I've always told him, he's literally covering his mouth and laughing away from the camera. So in audio land, they're like, Brandon's went silent, (laughs) but Brandon was the only one that knew instantaneously it was Jamie Hader. How'd you do that? Bruh, Is it because dude. you follow her on social media, horny style? <laughs> it's so creepy, bro, because, yeah, what happened was, like, we were, like, back in that time where it's like, the women's division were sort of in flux, and they were, like, bringing people in and out, and uh, there was a couple of people I wanted there. Um, I remember, yeah, you know, Jamie like, they Hader had Abaddon in, and Jamie Hader came in, and she she had, like, a cool performance, and I was like, man, I hope they sign her. Um, who's it? Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Darby Allen's old flame tampon lady. Oh gosh, <laughs> Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla Kelly. Yes, she, she, when Priscilla Kelly now, came she, in. Gigi Dolan. Yeah, see, when she was there, I was like, man, I hope they bring her in. Yeah, but nothing came of that. Uh, I want Sadie Gibbs. I, I, well, Sadie Gibbs. Yeah. I, I guess they brought her in technically, and then they the pandemic they kind of let her go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was an, yeah. So it was just like, all right, they had her in. I was like, man, I hope they bring her back. And then I didn't see anything about her for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd like seen her on social media or something around that right. time. And then it looked like she was just wrestling in Japan. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I guess that's that. But I had sort of just kept it there. Uh, it's sort of creeping on the pictures from now and then. But she was always posting like workout stuff. I haven't seen her since about that time, so I didn't know she dyed her hair. I thought yeah. she still she got like in shape like crazy Super like she's shape. Yeah, I was like, it's not to say she yeah. wasn't in shape before but it's like she put in the work like yeah. she's put in some work since then and she's like completely fit like it's like crazy to see so you got to understand why a lot of people probably didn't understand that this was Jamie Hader last time she looked more along the lines of like a Priscilla Kelly at the well, that's funny because Priscilla Kelly actually dyed her hair orange too, <laughs> but you know what I mean. She had like a gothy kind of look, and then she kind of she came back completely different, different body type. Yeah, yeah, different different look, different hair, and everything. And this is what blew up the internet. So I guess, and I I, I tweeted it out. I said, "Admit it, you thought it was Becky Lynch at first, <laughs> right?" And this is where the internet exploded because I feel like a lot of people have egos, and one they can't be wrong. And two, I mean, first of all, you had a lot of people saying, yeah, I did. I admit it. But a lot of people posting statuses like, how the hell did you think that was Becky Lynch? Now, first of all, let me let me let me post. Let me let me show this. So this was so this this is Jamie Hayter debuting. Um, And this is a somebody saying, why, why do people think she looks like Becky Lynch? I don't get it. She looks nothing like her. And this is what I think people are not understanding. Nobody sat there and said, Jamie Hayter looks like Becky Lynch. That's where everybody's misunderstanding here. 
Okay? Yeah. What people are not understanding is that for a split second, because you're so hype and you see a mystery woman come out and your brain's not working for just a split second, you're like, wait, Becky Lynch has not been on WWE TV. This is what happened to people's brain. She hasn't been on TV and you see orange hair and you're just like, there's no way. Because everybody else comes from a time where they were surprised in professional wrestling, where Lex Luger mm-hmm. would randomly show up on a Nitro. So why would you disparage people's thinking for a split second, like, oh my God, that might be Becky Lynch? That's okay. And it's not like people sat there for minutes upon minutes going, oh my God, Becky Lynch uh, came out. It was like a split second, and it was like, oh, that's not her. What I'm saying is just people just had a thought of like, it's just like when, when you first meet Brandon, you're like, oh, he's kind of try. Oh, no, he's. Yeah. No, he's not. It, it's just a one, like uh, Polar Family says it. Yep. That one second glance did it. Exactly. And the Internet wrestling community doesn't use their heads. And they made it seem like people for two hours were like, oh, I thought that was Becky Lynch. That was Becky Lynch. No, it was just like, oh, my God, Becky. Ah, no, OK. I don't know who that is, but that's not her. That's how quickly it happened. All right. It's not like we were all sitting there online and going, oh, my God, Becky Lynch is all elite. (laughs) All right. If you're in audio land, you're not seeing. I made this nice little graphic of Becky Lynch is all elite here. But uh, (laughs) it's not like we sat here. We started tweeting this stuff out and we're like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. No, no. We didn't get worked as much as people think. I had the split second thought and then Brandon jumped in with, oh, it's Jamie Hayter. I'm like, oh, shit, that is Jamie Hayter. All right. That's right. Internet. Remember this. I knew immediately who it was. What <laughs> happened? No doubt. You know, no you know something's wrong with this world. You know something's wrong with this world. When Brandon was the one who figured it out within milliseconds, nanoseconds, he got it. Uh, and uh, Diego says, who the fuck uh, goes and says, no, you cannot say you thought she looked like someone else for a second. I thought what I thought. That's my thing. I've had people go, how do how did how did they think that she looked like Becky Lynch? Again, I'm showing you this for the sake of understanding that if your brain just goes cut to a camera shot and cut back and you see this, don't you think that it's it, it's possible? Look, it's not to say they look alike. It's just to say you see the tied up hair. She had a baseball cap on at yeah, first. She had something on, yeah, right. She had a baseball yeah. cap and she was in disguise. And so it's like a murder mystery. Who done it, right? Of course, people might guess wrong at first. It's okay. It wasn't a big fucking deal. Jesus. This, 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 this is where people, my fandom bro. gets. I, I get angry because it's like um, sometimes people just can't have fun. They just can't have fun. And never Being once that thought. Wait, wait, hold on. Smack <laughs> Ross has never once thought it was Becky Lynch. Cool. Yes. I, I Look, here's the thing. Cool, you didn't think it was Becky Lynch. But it's okay that someone else did for a second. That's kind of what I'm getting at. We play this whole right and wrong thing. Leave the egos out of it. And I'm not saying that against you, Smackdown. I'm just saying that a general mentality. People were like, I didn't think it was Becky Lynch, not once. And I'm like, okay, you want a biscuit? (laughs) You want a cookie? Like, it's okay that people got fooled. I like getting fooled in professional wrestling. I like having fun in professional wrestling. I don't like analyzing everything. Well, I, I, I didn't know it was Becky. I knew it wasn't Becky Lynch. And that I'm better than everybody else. Okay, good. Measure your I dick like, some more. But uh, Polar Family says, yeah, Polar I thought it was Dixie Carter. <laughs> Bro, how awesome would that have been, though? That would have been a mark out <laughs> moment. Oh, man. Let's not talk about Dixie Carter. Well, she tweeted she tweeted about Christian Cage and how proud she was. You know, So this, you know, Christian Cage technically is the first time he's won the Impact title. Because he's won the NWA title before, he's won the uh, the TNA title, but he's never won the Impact title. Mm. So it's like it's cool. It's like you know. I and and let's ask this question in the chat. I, I saw a lot of people controversial. Who's more decorated, Christian or Edge? And this wow. is where I feel like fandom gets a little bit like your bias comes into play. Because I feel like if you're a little bit more WWE biased, you say Edge. If you're like more of like an independent wrestling fan, you'll say Christian. Because Christian's won a lot more titles in that sense. He's kind of more decorated in the like, been in different promotions kind of thing. And then the thing. So Damn. I, I don't know. It's a toss up for me. 
I want to say Edge just because he's like got more popularity in that sense and he's got more of like I don't know, it just feels like a bigger deal with Edge. But at the same time, I can't not say Christian is very decorated and just a huge superstar in that sense. Again, I I think it just depends on your fandom. Uh, So my question is, for how long will it last, Polar Family? Um, I think, I don't know, man. I think Christian will have a good little run with that title, but at least two, three weeks, I think he'll go into All Out with that title. Right. Title versus title. Impact Impact Champion versus AEW Champion. Dang. Should, yeah, should he like hold on to it and then drop it to somebody like on impact? That's kind of like what I was getting at. Guy, I, yeah. I think that he should drop it to an impact guy, but at the same time, it's like you can't do that before all out because right. then he'd look weak going into the match with Kenny Omega. Mm. Um, and so Hunter says, see, and this is why I accept both opinions, but Hunter says, Talking about Christian versus Edge, he says, easily Christian, he has won every major wrestling title in North America except the WWE title, but he's had the World Heavyweight title and AEW title yet. I was there when he won the World Heavyweight title. Uh, That was in Tampa, Florida, Extreme Rules 2011. Edge had retired, uh, and they were doing the ladder match, Christian versus Alberto Del Rio. And I remember getting goosebumps because it was like, finally. Finally, because WWE, like, admittedly, has never looked at Christian in the same vein as they have Edge. Mm. And it's sad because I think Christian has more tools than Edge. Again, that's me being fair. Uh, I I think Christian in 05 should have won the world title before Edge. Um, when, when Edge was the Money in the Bank winner, Christian already was ready for a world title. And if you think I'm kidding, I think the event is... I don't remember what event it was. I want to say um, Vengeance 2000 through 2005. It was a triple threat with Jericho, Christian, and John Cena. Go look at that match and see the reactions Christian was getting because everyone thought he should have won the world title that night. And once he didn't, you could see his trajectory change. He went to SmackDown, and the booking was just shit from there. All right? No, Christian. Well, he's he's here to make it right. He's here to win titles. (laughs) <laughs> it's for his legacy. Right. Outworking everybody. And uh, we have uh, Hunter has a Olivia Rodrigo, um, I guess, picture. And Diego, that's Diego's crush. So Diego <laughs> is saying that you need to chill with that picture. Uh, <laughs> Hunter says, but Edge getting 11 world titles in five years is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And and that's the thing. I can't. I can. That's one of those arguments where if you say Edge, I, I agree with you. If you say Christian, I agree with you because there's valid reasons for both. It's very subjective here. Um, Wes Turner says, been slowly turning my friend onto AEW over time, and he sat down to watch all of Rampage with me and was so hype and said, I finally turned him. Um, mm. And then you kissed. But no, I'm just <laughs> but uh, <laughs> AEW Rampage, I told Brandon, was perfect because it's an hour long, um, and it just felt right. It honestly just felt right. I think Friday nights have become destination TV for wrestling because it's easily the most digestible um, night of wrestling if you're a true wrestling fan, in my opinion. And what I mean by true wrestling fan is if you're not biased towards WWE or biased towards AEW. If you're like me, who is, when it comes to wrestling, bisexual, and I like both companies, um, <laughs> Wes says that was before. But <laughs> uh, I, I was saying... Look, Raw is three hours, and it's a chore to get through. And Wednesday nights, when they had the Wednesday Night Wars with NXT and AEW, it was a chore to get through because I we'd watch AEW, and then we'd have to tune in to like NXT right afterwards as four hours of wrestling. Whereas on Friday nights, it's like perfect. It's it's two hours of SmackDown, which is in my opinion the A show for WWE, yeah. and then an hour of this bonus AEW footage where they're pulling out all the stops in just an hour, just enough to kind of like get excited, and then that's it. So, I think Friday nights have become destination TV for wrestling, my opinion. Do you think they're going to try to make Rampage longer? Like, I hope not. In the immediate future, not. or they just keep it? Like, I kind of like this setup, too. I think it's you can digest it easier this way, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I know people are asking me to talk about AAA, and I know New Japan had an event, and uh, I don't know if we'll ta- have time for all of it. Uh, I know Tanahashi winning the uh, U.S. title uh, excites me for the simple reason that I'm like, okay, he's going to be at All Out. 
there has to, he has to face Moxley at all out. And what excites me is like I told remember I told Brandon that you remember Brandon's more of a North American fan. He so he doesn't know. Uh, I said if I had to compare Tanahashi to somebody, he's like New Japan's John Cena. And it's kind of blowing my mind that we could possibly have in the span of like two weeks, John Cena wrestling at SummerSlam and Tanahashi wrestling at All Out. That I think would be amazing, you know, to have the two of them North America around the same time with the two biggest promotions. And I'd love that. Um, Talking about AAA though, I do want to talk about- Yeah, you're back. Look at that. Yeah, Deanna Peraza has become the new belt collector. And I, and I I won't mention whose name it is, but somebody said her leaving WWE was the best decision, uh, best decision because now she's champion. I said, hold on, hold on. I think we need to give credit where credit is due even more than that. She did not decide to leave WWE. She was let go by WWE in a move where they didn't see anything in her. Okay, mm. She was able to turn chicken shit into chicken salad and become one of the, if not the best, uh, definitely the best women's wrestler, but might maybe overall the best wrestler. She's completely changed her tra- trajectory since she left WWE. She's holding multiple women's world titles. This is crazy. And Deanna Perrazzo, if you were watching the Mae Young Classic, they kind of brought her in with that, like, hey, this is, you know, she's a star. She's almost like a vet. And then they lost that somewhere along the way, kind of made her like a rookie again. And now that she's ventured outside the WWE bubble here, she's back to where she needs to be. This is what Braun Strowman was talking about, you know. You get released, it's not the end of the world. You just got to work hard. Good things will happen. It's Wes Turner says, it's because you kept putting her over, Kenny. She's all conceited <laughs> now. I, I was putting over Deanna Perrazzo hard on this podcast. That's true. Um and yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm so happy at, at her accomplishments. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, though, is uh, Ric Flair coming out at Triple Mania with Andrade. And I'm so happy to see it because Ric Flair chopping Kenny Omega in 2021 was not on my 2021 bingo card. And yeah. I said that. And I think it was uh, Chan Man um, that he he posted, I guess, me. Denise uh, Saicedo, I think I said her name correctly, and somebody else, AEW Info, all posted something about Ric Flair in the 2021 bingo card. And then so somebody was commenting like, oh, you see all the internet wrestling community, there's all bots. <laughs> They're just, and I was <laughs> laughing because I'm like, it's true, like three of us in a row, bam, bam, bam. And I didn't see Denise's post, and I, you know, I would think AEW Info didn't see my post, you know, so it's like... It was just funny to see that everybody had that same train of thought. And it's always cool when uh, everybody's kind of has, has that synchronicity in terms of the wrestling fandom. So um, I hope Chelsea Green gets this opportunity because she deserves it too. Uh, don't talk about Chelsea Green because she'll show up, you know, her ego. She hears people talk about her and she'll come talk about herself. Now, <laughs> I am not a Chelsea Green fan. I like Chelsea Green, but I'm not a fan of her because she seems like a little bit too much. That's just my thing. Maybe, maybe she's working. Maybe it's a all talk no work. Thing. That's kind of how I view her. I mean, it's it, it's like okay, like I get that you talk a big game, but go fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's my point. I don't know. It's just me. It's my opinion. And then like how she re- reacts to certain things was a little controversial. But like somebody had asked her for credit on a on a thing, and she kind of like beat around the bush for it. And it was just like just tell him like credit his graphic as opposed to like being a dick about it. And then the bed sheets thing I told you. Where she was just like, oh, he cleaned it up. Yeah, you cleaned pints of blood off of a bed sheet. No, you threw the some bitch away and paid a fine. To be honest, don't try to work us, Leo Rush. But. <laughs> oh, no. But anyway. you, think he, you think he's coming back? He should come back with a flair debut on AEW. Wasn't he there? Anyway, anyway, Brandon, Brandon yeah. watch it. It's just okay. really there for a little bit. All right. Uh, so what else are we talking about, Brandon? I'm letting you run the show today. We're running, Hanging uh, back. Running. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, oh yeah. Before, since we're on the same track, the uh, Fuego, the uh, Soul signing. Yeah, so that was I guess, pretty neat. That was a sweet little thing they did there. So I guess that was all organic too, and it seemed like it. Um, and I, I, I find it funny that people question if it was organic because they were like, "Well, why was he still in the ring after losing?" You know. And it was like, you can't just see the referee saying, hey, uh, just stay in the ring for after a commercial break, sell your beat down a little bit. Mm. Like, that's, yeah, Ed Hunter is telling, telling you what I'm talking about, which is Leo Rush is returning. So he's not yeah. retired. That's why I said don't work, everybody. 
Um, but yeah, Fogado Soul was in the ring, and I guess they sent uh, Tony Khan sent Sammy Guevara, his real life best friend, out there uh, to give him the contract organically. And um, I'm just angry because now the money that was allotted for me at AEW is now being given to Fuego <laughs> del Sol. So there's some heat. Um, you know, you can't have two of us, man. Me, me and Fuego look very similar. We have similar yeah. builds. Um, so now my ch- I, I got no chance in NXT because no. Vince doesn't want people over 30 or, 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 or midgets, quote unquote. And I'm five foot nine. So, you know, I'm right in that territory for wrestling. Um, and now I can't go to AEW because Fuego Cell took my contract. So <laughs> apparently, if ROH or Impact is hiring New Japan, I could. Pro- I promise yeah, you, yeah. I could be. Look, I, I could be your new Tanahashi. I'm that good. All right. I sound like yeah. Chelsea Green right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Fuego's think, a good signing yeah. because I, I think I think it's like, you know, he's not going to be a big big star, but he's got like that like. I mean, right underdog, now, I should say sorta, right yeah. now, like yeah, he's, yeah. he's got that underdog that like, yeah, you can kind of take him on that ride and see where he goes. It's going to be a good thing either way, either way, either you have a good undercarder, like you could open the show with and the place goes crazy or Hey, maybe he starts ramping it up. You know, you can kind of take him like a Daniel Bryan to the main event. So, uh, West Turner says, ask Kurt Angle. He heard that TNA is higher. <laughs> You don't remember that on Raw? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh man, that popped me so good when uh, Sammy Sammy Zayn and, and Kevin Owens got fired, and they were like, uh, you know, we're trying to get the jobs here in Raw. Kurt Angle says, "Well, my my tag division is full, but I hear TNA is hiring," <laughs> and it was just like, did that was that scripted? Because that was hilarious. Yeah, I think so. I think I think it was part of the part of the thing. Oh, but wow. speaking of uh polar family says oh leo is pulling a kylie ray retirement i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> leave that one alone but go ahead what speaking of NXT, yeah that was yeah oh yeah that was that was one of the ones that i mentioned that hope stayed there she's gone too damn it but yeah no i was gonna say uh we were talking about uh nxt nxt somebody leaving no i was gonna say uh you could be the leon ruff of uh of the new promotion <laughs> Yeah, speaking speaking of which, they let Leon Ruff go last week, and um, <laughs> that was disheartening, man. Uh, we were at SmackDown. I was tweeting. I was having fun, and all of a sudden, we get notification. Boom, boom! Like seventeen people got let go from NXT, and that was so disheartening because it was just like I'm trying literally to watch an event that's happening, and I'm like feeling for these people, and I'm in my emotions of like wow, all these people got let go and they no longer have jobs. And I think I think we all know the one that was the saddest. We all know the one that was like, wow, they, we saw potential in him and he was just on NXT TV, was Kona Reeves. Kona Reeves. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't like Kona Reeves. I'm just going to say that. Why right does he hate Kona so much? Yeah, Kona Reeves, uh, I feel like they tried with him, but they, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I understood that one, uh, but no, Bron- uh, Bronson Reed, aka Thick Boy, as Brandon's favorite wrestler. Um, it was sad to see him go. Uh, I don't. I haven't liked his etiquette on social media since. I'll say it like uh, that. He seems a little bit bitter, but I get it at the same time. Um, you know, I understand. And by the way, why is everyone let everyone let me go and put April uh, August fourteenth on this episode? Is August fifteenth because of technical issues? Let's fix that date right now. Uh, okay. August 15th. Um, oh, look at, look at this guy. But, um, details. Uh-huh. But yeah, Jonah Rock, Bronson Reed got let go. That was pretty sad. Uh, I will say Alex Zane getting let go was pretty sad because I saw potential in him and um, a ton of other people. You know, obviously uh, Bobby out. Fish. Bobby Fish getting let go. Right. But Bobby Fish is almost 45. Like at, at a certain yeah. point, it's like they weren't going to do anything with him. Yeah, I get it. He was like a part of the team, you know? It was like, yeah. without the team, it's like, what are you, yeah, you going to do? So, I want to take a step back, and this will be controversial, as it always is from me, I guess. Take the step back and go, alright, so the other news came out that NXT is supposed to be going back to its roots, moving away from peop- uh, hiring people over 30, as, as uh, Vince McMahon, or as it was said, Vince, quote-unquote, doesn't want any more midgets. I'm just using the word that was used. I disagree with even saying that word. But, uh, you uh, you know, Tyler Rust was let go. People saying Diamond Mine. Um, yeah, that was that was weird because he's in the middle of a storyline that just started. Um, 
And yeah, Wes Turner, I said the same thing. I thought Bobby Fish was going nowhere for a while, unfortunately, and that's kind of how I looked at it, too. It was like once the Undisputed Era, I said it. I was like, once the Undisputed Era gets split up, they might let him go, and sure enough, they did. Um, let's hope Kyle makes it. But let's 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 talk. I don't necessarily, again, from a business aspect, I don't necessarily disagree with the moves that NXT made. I think everybody's being dramatic when they say Vince is killing NXT. And I don't believe the reports where everybody's saying, well, Triple H was being blamed for NXT's demise. Mm. I think what it is, is that they're saying, triple, talking about Triple H, if there is a blame, since 2016, I think too many people have been signed to WWE as a general statement. Mm. Let's go all the way back. Before AEW... NXT was the brand. NXT was the outside of the realm brand. And it was under the WWE umbrella. Dare I say it was more special than AEW at a certain point. Because it was like, wow, all this is happening under Vince McMahon's reign. And I think Vince let it go and said, hey, you do your thing. The mistake happened, I think, when they pulled it to USA. Because then it became like they were the establishment. You know, I Mm. I said it last night um, on another podcast. I said... um, it's like a band getting signed to a major record deal and then everything being changed about them that was marketable. Uh, that's how I felt with the move to USA. I disagree that people, when people go, well, they shouldn't have gone head to head with AEW and they made that move out of spite. I said, hold on, that's not giving the other side credit. Like, there's another thing there. NXT was already Wednesdays at like 9 p.m. Don't you think it was viewed as, okay, AEW went 8 p.m. on Wednesdays don't you think that WWE took that as a direct shot? Like, oh, you want to go direct with us? Let's do it. It would have been viewed even worse at the time, I think, if it was like, okay, well, since AEW is going to have 8 p.m., we'll just go to Tuesdays. I think it would have been viewed worse. <laughs> and I think that that's something a lot of people aren't thinking about. That being said, I still think it was the wrong move to make. That's not what I'm saying. So I'm not saying that it's, it, it was the correct move. Um... But yeah, so NXT has been fledgling for a while. They got beat by AEW in the ratings for a long time, and they finally moved to Tuesdays, where I think they should have been the whole time. You know, they should have replaced... The other thing to say, remember SmackDown was coming off of USA. Right. It's like you could have just slotted in NXT into SmackDown's time slot, and I think the ratings would have been better because people were used to seeing Tuesday Night Wrestling, and they would have given NXT a chance. That's my opinion. But that being said... WWE didn't have competition, per se, in North America. So at a a certain time, they were like, we'll just sign up everybody and make our own shows. We'll do our own thing. We have NXT, we have NXT UK, we'll do Raw and SmackDown. And that was good until you realize there's so much talent on the WWE roster and there was nothing being done with them. So I think once they saw that AEW came around, Impact was doing better, ROH, New Japan's got, you know, foraying into North America more. I think they said, okay, like we can let this quote unquote business wise again, not personally, this dead weight go. We'll let this all go and then we can kind of bring it in house again. That's what I think is going on here. I think NXT is going back to its roots in the sense of they're not just going to sign up everybody. Do I think it means they're not signing over anyone over 30? They're not signing quote unquote midgets, guys who are short. I think they're saying if they're scouting talent, that's not what they're looking for. But if a Keith Lee shows up or a Johnny Gargano shows up and someone that stands out, they're going to sign them. So there's not a blueprint. This is just more of like a, this is just more of like a, or or it is a blueprint, I should say. This is more of just like (laughs) what they're going. um, There's going to be exceptions to the rule. There's going to be exceptions. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. There's going to definitely be exceptions to the rule. And this is just like, hey, don't just sign people because they have a little bit of a buzz. Right. Okay. Um, I think it's the right move. It's controversial. It sucks to see people let go, but I think it is the right move because NXT. Think about it like this: If NXT is not pulling in the ratings, why are you why are you allocating all these resources to it? Right. Bring it back to its roots and let's see what happens. You've tried all this; it hasn't worked. You might as well try something different. Well, what do you think went wrong with uh, NXT as far as its head to head with? 
uh, AEW? Did, was it a thing where NXT sort of just felt like, you know, more of the same sort of WWE product and AEW felt fresher? So people sort of yes. gravitated to it or was it Absolutely. something they were doing on the show with the talent? No, no, it's exactly what you just said. I think um, it, it got to a point where it's like, you know, I mean, you know me. I'm a huge NXT fan, but I was like, it, okay, if you're both head to head, I'm going to watch AEW because I'm going to give my support to the new company because I know NXT's got the WWE flag and they're going to be all right. You know what I mean? So I gave my support to AEW um, to create that genuine competition, not in-house competition. Um, I think NXT, too many cooks in the kitchen is what happened to NXT and they started trying to satisfy church and state which is you can't do both at the same time. Um, you have a situation where I think if you'd let Triple H kind of just have it how we had it, I think it would have been successful. But when you start trying to add in, you know, breaks on USA, make it a two hour show, bring in guys from the main roster, uh, it gets a little bit watered down. So I think the whole concept of NXT changed. And I think, again, that's why they're pulling, you know, putting the hard stop and going, we need to go back to what it was. Think about the time when we think about the NXT roster we used to have. You had the Baileys, you had the Finn Balor, Samoa Joes, you had uh, all these people who are now on the main roster being successful. You gotta be very, very blunt. Again, no emotion, no disrespect. How many people on fucking NXT in the last year were going up to the main roster to become stars? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's you could see that there's so many people that would have just been fledgling on the main roster. You know, I ain't talking about Adam Cole or anything like that. Obviously, you have your stars sprinkled in. But as a general statement, most of the roster was not as stacked as it used to be. And I think that's what they're saying. Get rid of all of this and bring in guys that we can, uh, you know, guys and girls, I, I should say. Guys is a general term, you know, but bring in people that are um, we can bring up to the main roster. And we have futures because the future wasn't as bright to them with the current roster. Yeah, and controversial, but. I think that's it. So, yeah, so it'll feel more. So I guess now it's going to feel more of a developmental sort of league than sort of its own sort of show. But yeah, they stopped. They stopped being developmental and they started being a third brand. And that needed to stop. Um, And I talked about this. I think I think the I think the pandemic ruined NXT. You know, I think the pandemic did did that, because if you remember WrestleMania 36, remember that whole storyline was that. You know, to sum it up, at Survivor Series 2019, NXT won against Raw and SmackDown. And then Charlotte, when she won the Rumble in 2020, decided to challenge for the NXT Women's Championship. I think NXT being on the main stage of WrestleMania, I think would have put more eyes on it. And I think they were probably pivoting into, like, we're going to make NXT guys seem important. And because of the pandemic, that completely changed. Because how important can you make it seem when there's no crowd? You know, if you have a concert, like, like I'll say it like this. If you were planning on a concert at Wembley Stadium and now you have to go to a, a room that has nobody in it, how can you convey that this band has made it? You see what I'm saying? Uh, so there was not that wrong. instant yeah, feedback. There. You're right. Right. And um, Rhea Ripley coming out at WrestleMania 36 with the NXT Women's Championship, I think would have been a huge deal. I mean, we saw it right at 37. She came out with the Raw Women's Championship. And she seemed like a big deal. But imagine 80,000 people. Because remember, it was only like 20-something thousand at WrestleMania 37. 80,000 people. NXT title. A women's title. And it would have just... It would have been match of the night. This is just pandemic, AEW. This is just a lot of, a lot a lot, of factors. A lot that of sort of, yeah, all came in crashing down at the same time, which is yeah, unfortunate. Exactly. But, Yeah. But so, so you don't think there's any like crazy power struggle stuff or backstabbing going on? It's just I think no, that... I think I think there is power struggle, but because of all of these things, um, the best way to say it, Brandon, is like if me and you, you know, we have a million dollars, we're gonna be able to do kind of our own thing. We get five hundred thousand each, right? If we're starting to get broke, me and you are gonna start blaming each other for why we're starting to get broke. Well, it's because you made this move. Well, no, you made this move. Did you have to buy that? No, you didn't have to buy this. When the struggle becomes apparent, sometimes people, can't, they start blaming each other. They start saying, well, if you had given me the money and I'd invested it, I'd have done better with it so that we wouldn't be in this situation, Brandon. 
So mm. what I'm saying is I think the struggle of the, everything coming together kind of led to maybe Triple H and Vince McMahon kind of saying, hey, what's going on? We got to fix this. The ratings suck. You're losing to AEW. Right? They're going to blame each other. Well, you, you've you been taking my stars. I, I was trying to push Riddle. You took him. <laughs> you know, you had, I had Tegan Knox come back after a week. You took her. You know, she's not doing shit on SmackDown. So what are we, what are we talking about? So mm. I think there's a lot of back and forth. And the reports came out that Triple H took the blame. But of course, I think Vince is blaming him. And then Triple H is probably blaming Vince. And then Bruce Pritchard's blaming, you know, Johnny. You, you get what I'm saying. It's like there's mm. a, that goes back to the too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing. Like where, who did wrong? Doesn't matter. Just fucking fix it. It's going to get fixed, man. Yeah, I do. Uh, he mentioned uh, the full sale. Uh, that that was cool, man. The, I miss full sale. Yeah. And I think, um, I think, you know, fans who've gone to the CWC have said it. Um, go look at NC, Izzy's Instagram on like a Tuesday. There's a whole process to get into the CWC. You have to take like a COVID test and drive here and they will put mm-hmm. you on a bus and they do this. So, of course, the crowd that there is just a fraction of a fraction that was at the uh, at Full Sail University. Before, it used to just be lining up at the university and getting in. And again, that's not to say it's their fault. Obviously, COVID, nobody anticipated this COVID thing. They got to take the protocols. This is their WWE Performance Center. You have an outbreak at the Performance Center. This can shut down freaking WWE. You know what I mean? So, I understand the protocols. That's not what I'm criticizing. But I'm just saying... Think about the fact that this crowd's going through th- two, three hours of this before they even sit down. Right. So, and tell me why they sound tired. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm calling a spade a spade. So I'm, I'm forgiving to that crowd. Uh, but yeah, this, as a general statement, the CWC does kind of suck. It, it does. Mm-hmm. I miss the video walls when they had the CWC with the video walls more and less crowd. I thought that actually sounded better. Hmm. Well, speaking of COVID and NXT and falling asleep, uh, <laughs> poor guy Keith Lee. <laughs> yeah, um, let's talk about this. Um, I guess how how long we've we been going here, Brandon. I guess we could uh, start kind of wrapping this yeah, yeah. up. Um, let's see if there's anything else. I do want to leave that for last. Okay, two things okay. I want to talk about. Um, no, let's talk. Let's talk about Keith Lee, and I got one more thing to talk about. Um, so Keith Lee. Uh, finally came out with his story, and I guess he'd recorded it multiple times and finally kind of just got what he wanted to get out. Um, Keith Lee, holy crap, went through some shit in the last two years. Keith Lee has lost multiple family members to COVID um, in 2020. Uh, early 2021, the man comes down with COVID himself. At the time, and this is why reports are so irresponsible, okay? I'm not blaming... I blame the fans because they believed it, but I, I know why they said what they said. Reports had come out that there was an NXT outbreak at the time in January 2021, okay? And it came out that Keith Lee contracted COVID, and he says that. So the story basically became in everyone's eyes, well, since Mia Yim is part of NXT, Mia Yim must have contracted uh, COVID, and now has passed it along to Keith Lee and F her because Keith Lee was supposed to be big going into WrestleMania and now she has ruined it. That stupid, that stupid bitch, quote unquote. You know, people were getting very aggressive and they were blaming her and it wasn't fair. And I was saying, guys, you don't even know the full story and you're talking about this woman in this way. Well, Keith Lee in his video goes on to explain that he contracted COVID and Mia Yim did not have COVID. And Mia Yim eventually got COVID because she insisted on sticking by his side. How commendable is that? Sticking by her fiance's side That's and taking got care it. of him yeah. is yeah. why her selflessness is what ended up causing her to get COVID. And supposedly she was, from what he said, scheduled to be in the Royal Rumble and missed her spot because she caught COVID taking care of Keith Lee. And so fuck everybody that said anything about her, because as far as I'm concerned, she is the definition of what a significant other should be. She took care of Keith Lee and she risked her life and career to take care of Keith Lee. And you all are disgusting for saying the things that you said to Mia Yim, especially when they asked for your privacy, especially when they said 
you don't know the full story, leave it at that. No one owes you a story. Nobody has to tell you a story, but you know what you owe people? Respect until the story comes out. There was no reason you had to blow Mia Yim up for any apparent reason. Because you have a negative mentality and assume that you could connect the dots properly. So I want to mention that first and foremost. Second off, Keith Lee says he came back for one match and then WWE, the, the, his physical, it caught that he had heart inflammation. Mm-hmm. And this was very serious, guys. Keith Lee could have died Keith Lee could have, I'm going to say it again. Keith Lee could have died because of this heart inflammation. So WWE kept him off of TV, kept him at home to rest him up and let him deal with this. And again, what was really disgusting was that people were saying Vince McMahon doesn't like Keith Lee. <laughs> Vince McMahon thinks he's Dang. too fat, so he's not pulling him up. You know, he's not using him on TV. Reports came out he wanted him to lose weight. He wants him back at the performance center because he doesn't know how to wrestle. And all of these reports that obviously were fake. And there were some reputable people reporting shit like this. And this is why I say I don't care what the source is. I don't care if it's me, guys. Use your head and draw your own conclusions because sometimes... Common sense ain't so common. You got to take a step back and stop believing what everyone says. I don't care if it's Dave Meltzer. I don't care if it's Sean Ross Sapp, Ryan Satin. I don't care if it's people, you know, these people, not Meltzer, but people that I like. Don't believe everything. You have your own brain. You're allowed to. And it was pretty disgusting to see everybody blaming his, you know, lack of uh, being in, on TV, uh, blaming Vince McMahon for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and April, hey, April says it. This is from a female perspective, and I agree with her. I just didn't want to say it like this, but I'm going to read it. April says people are really quick to blame the females whenever their guys are out injured or whenever something bad happens, and that's 100% true. And it shows your little insecurity, you bitch boys, because you want to blame a woman for everything. And it's just like when Jimmy Uso went and got his DUI. Naomi got blamed for that. Naomi didn't do shit. She's married to Jimmy Uso. I'm sorry, is that is that enough for persecution? Why is the woman taking the blame on that? Jimmy Uso is in charge of his own actions. The only thing to blame Mia Yim for is that she chose to stay with Keith Lee, and that's commendable. Herself, yeah, exactly. That's commendable. You can blame her, quote unquote, for that. But like that's her that's that's her man. She's stuck by his side. That's commendable. Anyway, back to it. So Keith Lee had this heart inflammation for about six months and then finally has now come back and I'm so happy to see it. But what I said, and I tweeted this out, not one person is going to thank WWE medical for catching this Mm. and say, wow, I'm glad their protocol is what it is that they caught something like this. And I'm not saying that you should kiss WWE's ass. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to show that people are very quick to speak on fuck me. You and fuck Vince McMahon but they would never say, oh, wow, like, I'm glad, you know, Keith Lee's okay and that WWE medical team, what it is, they caught it. You know what people said? You know, people had the nerve to tell me when I said that? Well, they're trying to protect their business, so of course they're doing that. Oh. Yeah, they're trying to protect their business. Protecting their business is a consequence of what they're doing, too. But what I'm saying is, like, it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that they caught it. People like to change goalposts when things happen that they don't like. You ever notice that? They like to change the goalpost. Oh, well, don't give WWE credit. They were just trying to protect their own ass, right? Which leads me, Brandon, to the final thing I want to talk about, Uh-oh. which is Papa Dave, Dave Meltzer, and the most biased tweet. And, and for people who are going to be like, well, Dave Meltzer's always been biased. I know that. And me having a platform, I think it's my responsibility. If I disagree with him, I should speak on it. Because a lot of people are like, what, what, you just noticed this? No. But I call attention to it because he's got a lot of ears in the wrestling community, and it's irresponsible. So let's talk about what he tweeted out, okay? What did he do? What did this guy do? Tweet. So SmackDown got a 2.49 million rating. Let's say that. 2.499, I should say. So basically a 2.5. Dave Meltzer tweeted this out. He says... 
For those who saw SmackDown overnight, talking about the overnight ratings, as 2.499 million, that includes views of NFL games on Fox stations in a number of markets. It's of no significance and won't be for all Fridays with preseason games. Real number won't be out for several days, taking those viewers out. Now, I had several people say, what's wrong with that? He was just reporting facts. You know what's wrong with that, Brandon? What, what, what do, 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 do you here? sense it? Do you sense the tone and the disdain in which he's saying that? Do you think Dave Meltzer would have tweeted this out about AEW? Do you think Dave Meltzer would have said the same exact thing about, oh, that AEW rating is not over 1.1 million. Uh, we got to take account for the fact that some markets, they were showing uh, the NBA finals. I'm just, as a bad example. It's, Ed, what are you saying? I don't want to, I don't want to be, un- I mean, it seems like Dave and AEW have more of a cozy sort of working relationship than he does with WWE sometimes, but I don't want to, I don't want to say that, you know, there's a conspiracy going on. I, I, I never said but it is a little, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not little, here to talk yeah. about the relationship of Dave Meltzer and AEW. I'm here to talk about the fact that he's so biased against WWE. I I have gone on record as saying I give AEW a little bit more leeway because they are the newer company. The newer company you yeah. want them to to thrive, and a 1.1 million rating is a lot means a lot more than a 2.0 rating for Raw because Raw's been around for years. But I acknowledge that I acknowledge that I'm giving a little bit more. Um, what's the word here? Uh, equity to AEW than I am WWE because it's a fledgling company, okay? The fact that Dave Meltzer tweeted this out and the verbiage that he used, the one that, the, the part that I caught was, it's of no significance, shows exactly how he feels about WWE. If it is of no significance, why are you reporting it? If it's of no significance, why do you feel the need to bury it? And this is where you're using the word burial correctly, by the way. Because he's seeing 2.499, and he's trying to take away WWE's ratings there. And he's correct. Here's the thing. A lot of people were like, well, he's right. doesn't matter if he's right. The way I said it, the example I gave somebody, it got a lot of likes, so I'll repeat it here, was if you win a million dollars, and you say, hey, Kenny, I won a million dollars, and I say, well, you know you're going to have to pay a lot of that back in tax. And you know, a lot of people who get a million dollars actually lose it within the first year and go back to being broke. I would be correct, but I'd be completely wrong with the attitude that I'm approaching the subject. (laughs) So it has nothing to do with being right. It has everything to do with the attitude in which is presented towards this statement. Right? Right. So I think it's very responsible of Dave Meltzer to report this. And I will say, again, we're going off of somebody else. So Raj Geary says... That the rating was actually more. It was like more of like a 2.66 or something like that based off the preliminary number. So that, that this early number is incorrect. So for Dave Meltzer to say, you know, let's just say that's correct. For Dave Meltzer to say, oh, it's of no significance. And then they add more to the rating. He's going to look stupid. He's going to look really stupid. And I'm, I need people to stop believing Dave Meltzer <laughs> on stuff like this. Because there's an obvious bias. But I guess if you are biased against WWE too, right. here's your spokesperson. And I mean, hey, even you biased cats, you know, you got to at least give it up for SmackDown for the uh, Reigns uh, Cena segment, you know? Best I think that might have been the that, best segment of of the week. Yeah, warning some eyeballs. People tune in for that. That was pretty right. good. Right. I said... I can't wait to see the... Again, this is me showing it. I'm an unbiased fan. I said, I can't wait to see the Rampage ratings. Why? Yeah. Because if you're a fan like me, who watches both, yeah. it, I was excited to flip over. So I want to see what fans like me did where they went from SmackDown, 2.4, again, 2.499 million people watching SmackDown. Hopefully, at least half of those people, if not more, flipped over to AEW Rampage at that at, right afterwards. So I'm hoping that it translates into a good rating for AEW Rampage. And somewhere, somewhere, somebody's going, no, w- so you're saying WWE is giving AEW Rampage ratings? And I said, no. I said, 
a fraction of the audience is, is fans of both and not as biased as everybody. And hopefully they watch both. And th- what I'm saying is hopefully people who tuned in. Okay. I'm hoping also there were AEW fans who were like, I'm going to watch Rampage at 10, but because I'm sitting in front of a TV at 8 p.m., I'm going to tune into SmackDown. So I'm hoping that's what's happening here is that all these fans are sitting down watching both. Okay? You watched both Raw and SmackDown. Oh, Raw and SmackDown, hear me? If you watch both <laughs> SmackDown and Rampage, give this video a thumbs up. Yeah. Right? And give this video a thumbs up anyway if, uh, if Brandon's looking pretty sexy today. Right? <laughs> Go ahead and subscribe. <laughs> But yeah, I just, I just don't, I don't agree with the way Dave Meltzer has ever reported about WWE, and I don't understand wanting to down the wrestling business. I can understand mm. having a bias to AEW and saying I want them to succeed to increase the wrestling business, but just because WWE does something correct, I'm not also going to try to like bring the hammer down on WWE. The whole point is to make the wrestling business thrive, Uncle Dave. Let's grow the business. Create some new stars. Maybe I, in NXT. I, I, if trust. you have WrestleManias that don't have five-star matches whatsoever, it's like that right there shows you a bias. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, guys. Brandon, anything else you want to talk about before we go? Uh, look, I mean, everybody. Oh, yeah. Poor Max Caster. Yeah, Max Caster suspended for 60 days. Come on. Come on. I I get it. I I get it completely. Um, But anyway, guys, I guess we will leave you with the Manscaped song that Brandon loves to sing. And uh, please give us a thumbs up for the Manscaped song. So we'll see you next week. Getting ready for a date. Now I'm in the zone. But I had to clean up quick before I hit the road. Normal clippers mess me up. Nicks and cuts were just too much. Now I'm bleeding everywhere. They're itching on me too. Every sleepless night. Got too much hair down there. I need to mow it down. Gotta stay clean to bear, but there's a better way. And now I can shave these things. This much I know is true. Use Manscaped to shave your pubes and you'll be silky smooth.